The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about this month's MarTech news. Joining us is Juan Mendoza, who is the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter, which is a weekly email newsletter to help you navigate the marketing and technology industry. With thousands of subscribers from the world's largest companies, the MarTech Weekly serves as our newsletter here on the MarTech Podcast. And today, Juan and I are going to discuss why I decided to give him our newsletter subscribers. All right, here's the first part of my monthly sit-down with Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly. Juan, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hello, Ben. I am a big fan. Oh, stop. Great to join you. And we're going to talk about our newly formed partnership. And I'm really excited to get into that because it is a little bit unique. I will preface this entire conversation with, I love you, Juan. We're buddies now. We work together. We've been trying to find ways to work together. So let's talk a little bit about that first, just to give everyone an introduction. Tell everybody what you do and how you got into the MarTech space first, and then we'll talk about how we're working together. Yeah, I'd love to. So I've been working in the MarTech industry for about seven years now. I work primarily in consulting. I've also worked in startups. And my work up until this point has been to help mostly enterprise companies really figure out what they do with marketing technology to really serve their customer better. And over the past few years, I've noticed, particularly with COVID-19, and if I take you back to 2020... Please don't. (laughs) I'll take you there just for a second. But if you remember, every man, woman, child, and their dog had a webinar. There was content just going crazy across social media because all of a sudden, everyone was online. And myself working, consulting, helping brands, trying to figure out what's going on in the MarTech space, I found that really chaotic, really confusing, really noisy. So I started the MarTech Weekly as a single point of view on what's actually happening week to week in the MarTech industry, and how can we better get a good sense of what we should be paying attention to in terms of the big moves and the big changes. So since then, it started as a LinkedIn post and a Twitter thread, and then it moved into a CMS, and then I reached about 30,000 people in that first three months. And then post that, I launched the newsletter and then a podcast called Making Sense of MarTech, which I've had the wonderful Ben Chap on as well. But as it's grown and as the audience has gravitated towards the newsletter, the big thing that comes out is 
yeah, what's that snapshot? What's the signal and all the noise that's happening in such a crazy industry that with so much change and so much innovation? More than 10,000 MyTech tools are in the market now. And so it really helps more senior level people to get a finger on the pulse of what's actually happening in the industry. So Juan, I'm going to tell everybody why I love you and why I hate you. <laughs> I love you because we have the same story. I was a marketing consultant. I was confused by marketing technology. I wanted to meet influencers and started the MarTech podcast to help provide some clarity, short form content. And it honestly was meant to be a lead generation tool for my consulting practice. You were a consultant. I was a consulting practice. We wanted to create content businesses. They both kind of worked out. We are the same. But Ben, you've got a really interesting story because when we caught up in person, this was a little while ago, you told me a story about an Uber driver. Is that right? When you decided to start your first podcast? Yeah, I got drunk at a party, sat in the front seat of a lift, and the driver said he was from North Korea. And I drunkenly, mistakenly said, no, 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 you mean South Korea, thinking that his English wasn't very good in my intoxicated state. And he proceeded to tell me his story of escaping from North Korea. And I was so taken back by the story, I started the A Long Road Home podcast with him to tell the story that he had told me. And that's how I got into podcasting. But Juan, that's not the point of this story. I was saying why I love you, because we come from the same place, the same background, even though you are across the world in Australia. But let me tell everybody why I hate you, because I sit here and I read your newsletter, and I've been doing the MarTech podcast for, I don't know, five, six years. And every week I'm like, damn it he knows more about this than I do. <laughs> so what the heck, man? How did you get so knowledgeable about the MarTech space? And how do you put together such interesting, compelling content for your newsletter? Tell everybody a little bit about the actual newsletter production and what they can expect from what you're doing. I think there's a few things to unpack here in terms of building a newsletter or uh, starting to create that subject matter domain around a particular industry. I think the first thing is you got to have a system. So when I started out, I looked at a bunch of different tools to actually get me up and running just to save content. So I read a lot every week. I probably read about 50 articles a week. And that's just me personally. I'm very curious. I love to read. I'm on Twitter all the time. And I'm just really, really interested in what's happening. I love participating in the marketplace of ideas and discussing with people all over the world. And so personally, that's what I love to do. But it's not probably enough to do a newsletter and actually start writing, producing content. You need a system. So I started with a system which was effectively building out a Notion database where I would save literally everything I read. And I would go through that list, usually around 150 to 200 articles a week, and I would pick out the best stories. And when I started out, and if you go back to TMW001, it's not a very good newsletter, Ben. <laughs> it was a very, very short newsletter. It was only three paragraphs and then a list of links, no more than 500 words. But as I've gone and grown over the past two years, I've become more and more interested in writing analysis, research. And that process that I set up initially continues to serve me well today. So I think having a process, having a system in place to help reinforce that learning has really sort of accelerated how I do things. The other thing is just writing every week. Um, there's a great guy, his name's Dicky Bush. He does a whole bunch of great content about this. Sticky Bush? Not Sticky Bush, Dicky Bush. <laughs> Dicky Bush. But this guy, he owns a publication called Ship 30 for 30. And he talks about writing and how writing reinforces learning. So I write a 2000 word article every week, give or take a bunch of charts, research analysis. But really what I'm doing there is I'm reinforcing that learning every week, having to create a point of view, articulate that to an audience, you get faster and faster and better and better over that a longer time period. So don't be dismayed if you have your first three, five newsletters, 10 newsletters or first few blogs, 
they don't really work out for you because it actually takes a long time to really build that muscle and start actually getting that analysis, that point of view. So that's two things I would say is look at writing, looking at producing content for an audience, and then focus on being consistent with that. And then also have a system that reinforces that consistency and make sure that you can actually deliver the work as well. My apologies to Dickie Bush for <laughs> making fun of his name as somebody who shares the name with a political podcaster who I don't exactly see eye to eye with. <laughs> hey, that can be a, a tough road to hoe. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Juan, let's talk a little bit about our working relationship. We've arm wrestled and negotiated, and I tried to get you drunk and give me the keys to the kingdom, and it didn't work. <laughs> so let's tell everybody about how we started trying to work together and, and where we landed with you getting the keys to the car. We connected. I'm a huge fan of your work. I've been reading your newsletter for a long time. Like I said, I read it and I think back to myself. I'm like, damn it, I am doing something wrong. You are so much better at this than I am. So knowledgeable and thoughtful about what is happening in the MarTech space. And we've had a newsletter form on our website as the main call to action for the last, I don't know, three years or something. We've been collecting email addresses and never could make a newsletter that was worth anybody's attention. So I was getting frustrated. It was becoming a drag on my team. And I basically wanted you to write our newsletter. And we went through a couple iterations there. Tell everybody how I totally backed out of our deal and, and why I'm a creep. Go on. Well, this is a funny story. And it actually probably speaks more to the strength of a relationship where you can tussle and go through a few different movements. So we started off with a conversation walking down. I was actually walking through a park on the way to work. And I was trying to get a hold of you and we started talking. You said, hey, how would you feel about getting a newsletter going in a proper way for the MarTech pod? And at that initial stage, you were thinking, hey, how do I branch out into new audiences? How do I help better serve my existing audience with great content through another medium? And so we worked together and I put together a pitch and then we said, hey, let's build a new newsletter. Let's set it up completely new. 
will take a lot of the content out of TMW and then put that into a MarTech podcast newsletter, more like a morning brew type format where it's short form, it's really quick to access and more digestible for the audience. So we started with that. I put together a pitch deck. I pitched Ben Shapiro and then we had a big argument about it. And then Ben, you said, hey, let's just do this thing. So we got about maybe two months down the track. And part of that was I actually went on the other side of the world to the United States to spend a few days with Ben and his team. But I got there and then Ben's like, well, look, situation's changed a little bit. Can we do something else? So we spent a full day and there was Benny Hanna and a lot of drinks involved, workshopping and whiteboarding, figuring out how can we better form a partnership? But to me, that is looking at, well, the situation changes for every business all the time. Of course, the economic situation right now in the tech industry is not great. So looking at everything in consideration, we thought, well, how can we better do something that works? We can actually get to market and start working together, but without having a huge investment, a lot on the line. And so we worked on something different, which is I'm on the podcast every month working through what's going on in the industry. And Ben Shapiro has the MarTech Weekly as his newsletter subscriber as well. So we, people can go on and join from the martechpod.com. So we worked through that and we thought, well, the thing we're going to do is really big. But then we thought, hey, why don't we actually make this smaller, chunk it down and then get to a point where we have something we can go to market with, but we're not putting a lot on the line and then we can grow and move from there. Allow me to defend myself. (laughs) I love your newsletter and I actually think you write two newsletters for the price of one. Because what you do is you write a 2,000-word think piece that's published every Sunday, and then after that, you follow up with a content archive, a link roundup that is broken into five different categories. And you've got what's happening in technology, what's happening in advertising, weird and wonderful, a bunch of different like really interesting content segments. And what I was suggesting was, hey, you should break those up into five short form newsletters that are a daily feed and you should publish your long format content on the weekend. And originally, that's basically what we were going to do is I was trying to buy the second half of your newsletter. And then I realized that we're having enough trouble selling out the inventory for the MarTech podcast. And I hear everything is managing four podcasts right now. I want to focus on podcasts. I don't want to get into the newsletter game. And so that's really why I backed out. Forget the economic situation and that we're doing just fine. It was more that we wanted to focus. I want to be the podcast guy and you're the newsletter guy. And so my thought was, Juan, you got to go create newsletters. I still think you should be doing a daily newsletter and be sending more content, shorter format, more frequently, and then charging people for the long format stuff on the weekend. But hey, you can be wrong if you want to, Juan. Well, this is the thing, like, again, going back to that whiteboard session that we had, in San Francisco, one thing that we got out of that was Ben Shapiro runs, what is it, in the top five most popular podcasts in marketing in the world. And I'm writing a newsletter. We peaked at number two. Number two. So you've got now four podcasts running at the same time, four different, obviously, topic areas. But you are a superstar and one of the best media operators I've ever worked with in terms of audio content, publishing that, operationalizing that content, and then scaling it. Not just for your own media properties, but for other brands as well, like Lean Data. So we got to a point where we're like, well, you're fantastic at podcasting and I'm doing a good job over here of building a newsletter, which is written content. So we thought, let's simplify things and not try and blend those two lines and focus on both 
areas really, really well. And so after how long was it? Four months? I don't know. A couple of hibachi steaks and a couple of cocktails. Yeah, a few cocktails later, we came to our new partnership, which I'm really excited to kick off. So here's what we're doing. If you were a subscriber of the MarTech Brief, which was our newsletter for the MarTech podcast, you are now a subscriber of This Week in MarTech. You're going to be much happier. It's a much better newsletter than what we were sending you. And if you haven't signed up, shame on you, you should be. And you've got two places where you can do that. You can go on to martechpod.com and you can sign up for our newsletter, which is Juan's newsletter. Or you can go on to the MarTech Weekly and you can sign up for Juan's newsletter, which is our newsletter. And the truth is we had this relationship where we were going to figure out how to go sell ads and he was going to create a newsletter for us. We just decided we want to work together. We like each other. I'm going to be the podcast guy. Juan's going to be the newsletter guy. And we're going to try to help each other grow our businesses together. It's more of a partnership than it is an actual, I don't know, business relationship because Juan, I want to hang out. So can we bring you back tomorrow once people sign up for the newsletter and talk about what you've been writing about for the last month? Just sum me up, Ben. But can I just add one comment there about partnerships and collaboration in the MarTech space? I think across a lot of different industries, I don't think we have uh, this sort of level of collaboration across what we're doing, but across online communities, but then also within companies as well. It's a very collaborative space. People are very open to work together, to create mutual value, and all ships sort of rise with a tie type mentality. And that's the one thing I love about the MarTech industry is that people are very open to collaborating and actually building value together and working through things like competitive challenges and conflicts of interest. All of those things can be worked through. But what I love about the industry and what, the thing that keeps me in it is the people who are absolutely wanting to create value together and collaborate and are extremely generous in doing that. So I thought I'd give a shout out to the MarTech industry as a whole. It's a very good space to be working in. Let's just all pat ourselves on the back. We're all excited to work with each other. Kumbaya, my <laughs> friends. And we're going to talk to Juan more about what he's working on tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly. Join us again tomorrow when Juan and I continue our conversation talking about the three top MarTech news stories for this month. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Juan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Juan Mendoza, but it's spelled crazy pants. It's J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D, the number zero, Z4. I'm not even going to bother to read that. Just try <laughs> to find Juan on Twitter. Or you could just visit his website, which is the Martech Weekly. It's spelled exactly how it sounds, themartechweekly.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, or you can subscribe to the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.